Dr. Ashley Towns. And welcome to our first podcast of Her After Dark. Yes, welcome. Um, I am so excited that we are um, officially starting this. Um, So let's just jump right in. Um, So, you know, when was the first time that you heard Red Light Special? Or (laughs) what are your thoughts (laughs) on that song? So I remember one of my aunts, my mom's sister, I was in her basement and she had the Crazy Sexy Cool CD. And I remember putting, playing this, the whole CD and this song coming on. And I know, of course, I was probably younger than my 12 year old son at the time, but I remember listening to that song and just being fully engaged. Like, this is a nice song. And so I know I couldn't have been no more than 10 or 11. Wow. (laughs) You know, I don't even remember the first time I heard it, but when I, when I hear that song, it definitely reminds me of high school. Um, And Oh, we're saying our ages. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just always like wanted to have like, you know, like light bulbs, like, like colored light bulbs. Yes. And I remember finding some colored light bulbs <laughs> in the first apartment. Um, they weren't red, but they were like <laughs> green and yellow. And I think I had one that like changed colors. And I remember every time I would cut that light bulb on and it would change colors, it remind me of that song. Oh, <laughs> you were setting the mood for something that you didn't even know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, you know, that song definitely, you know, as I'm older, you know, and, you know, I've been working in sexual health for so long, um, you know, over a decade. And now I pay attention to the lyrics of songs because, you know, a lot of songs have different sexual messages in them. And when I hear that song now, it really, you know, is empowering, you know, for women. And it talks about, sexual agency and you know it talks about sexual desire and pleasure and those are things that we don't always get to talk about as women so you know we're going to talk about those things today and you know I just like to ask you you know so what do you think when you hear sexual agency or pleasure what what do you think okay so for me that is about knowing your own sexual Um, appetites and your own comfort level and what you're willing to um, to how far you're willing to go um, when it's sexy time um, and just really understanding your body and what turns you on that that's what it means for me okay yeah I mean you're right I mean when I think of sexual agency um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, you know like ownership right so I think of Um, someone having the choice 
to make decisions for themselves about what they want, what they need, what they desire. Um, and we can have agency over a lot of different things, not just, you know, sexual agency. We can have, you know, agency over, you know, making, you know, daily decisions. Um, and so, you know, we definitely need sexual agency. We need to have that, own that, use it. Um, and I think that that's very, that's a very empowering thing, right? Um, to yes. have sexual agency. So what about and pleasure? So... so... <laughs> I think that I really didn't experience sexual pleasure until I want to say maybe seven um, real sexual pleasure, maybe seven years ago. And, and, and I say that because, um, you know, your whole sexual experience, you could be doing something because you're supposed to be having sex and you know, it's supposed to feel good. Um, but does it actually feel good? And is it something that you actually really want to do? So for me, the actual pleasure of sex, I'll probably say I, you know, started to experience maybe seven years ago where it was, oh my God, this is something I, I really want to do um, a lot. And it's something that once I, you know, engage in this activity, I feel better. You know, it's something that really, you know, releases stress and um, it's just something that uh, <laughs> it completes me, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, like I so I do a lot of research and, you know, I um, have had the opportunity to um, to look at data that says, you know, how many, you know, how many how many black women, you know, experience, you know, pleasure during their most recent sexual encounters and have found that, you know, 65 percent of women have said that they've had an orgasm and, you know, a lot of women are saying that their experiences are, are pleasure pleasurable, um, which is great to hear. But, you know, when I think, you know, cer certain things that I've read or heard or experienced or what have you, is that, you know, women's idea of pleasure is is different from person to person. Um, but the good thing is that, um, you know, women are more um, able, I would say now more than ever, to kind of express that and express when they're not experiencing pleasure yes, and yes. the things that they want to experience. Um, and I feel like that's a great, you know, that's a great place to be. Um, so I would agree with you, you know, um, you know, maybe in the past, um, you know, women may not have um, experienced pleasure in the way that they want. So maybe they thought that they were, but then, <laughs> but then when they like really experience pleasure or really like talk about it with a partner, then they're like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is really what it's about. Yes. Um, yes. And, and that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and would you also say, Ashley, is that in order to really fully have the total experience of pleasure that you have to be completely comfortable with your partner because, or, you know, you don't want to engage in, you know, have sex with, let's just say it, have sex with someone. Um, and you're not in a comfortable relationship where you can express yourself and you feel that it's a safe space for you to say, I don't like that. Or for you to put your hand out and say, Oh, hold on, wait a minute. Or say, uh, can you do this baby? Can you do it like this? And so I think that, you know, having, um, establishing boundaries and having an open communication with your partner plays a huge role in, in, in experiencing pleasure. Absolutely. I mean, I would agree with that 100%. Um, because, 
you know, and that's the same with anything, really, you know, like, you know, if you think about it, so you want to be comfortable, you want to, you want to feel, um, you know, stress-free, shame-free, yes. you know, you want to, you want to be able to, um, you know, express yourself. And, and of course you have to have those, um, you know, those relationships with people to, to feel like you, you, you trust them, like they're not going to judge you, like they're not going to point fingers at you, like they're not going to, you know, ridicule you for saying, I don't like this, or I like that, because the reality is, is that, you know, you want them to also feel comfortable to tell you as well. Yes. Right. So, yes. I mean, I, I definitely agree 100 percent that you want to be, you know, in a relationship with someone that you feel comfortable. And and I think what 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 kind of happens is that sometimes people um, and there's no shame here, but sometimes no. people have sex with with people that they don't they haven't built that relationship. Part yes. of it yet. Yes. And so, you know, and, and that could be for a variety of reasons. Right. And yeah. so initially you may have someone who, who, who's not quite comfortable expressing that, but that also isn't really their goal. Like they're not going into it with like, I want to be able to tell this person all the things. Yes. That I want. Um, and, you know, and because of that, Ashley, I am going to take this somewhere else, but then hopefully we can pull it back um, because <laughs> we don't want to go off. But I think that is why it's so important that when I've ever encountered, you know, younger women um, who should not be having sex is that I, I really express that because you're so young that you don't even understand the magnitude of what it means to have a sexual partner, to have someone that you trust and that your body is being treated how you want your body to to be treated. And you're actually getting out of sex, which you should be getting out of sex and not giving your body to someone for their pleasure and not yours. And when you are too young, you're not able to fully um, understand that you're not an adult. You, you, you know, your mom, your parents may or may have not had that conversation with you. And so I think it's very important mothers out there that if you do have, you know, children that you, you are open and you are not, you know, shy or it's not so uncomfortable to have a conversation about sex that your child knows what pleasure is. And so that they are not freely giving their body away um, for no reason. So no, and I, I would agree with that too. You know, I, you know, lately have been talking on my own soapbox about <laughs> how important it is for parents to, um, you know, really start to talk to their children about, um, you know, sexual. Yeah. Not necessarily encouraging sex, but, you know, starting with, um, you know, naming your genitals what they yes. what they actually are and not um you know not giving genitals, yeah not, <laughs> not giving all these nicknames yeah. you know you're, you're peter this and, and yes. your your cat that you know like yes. calling a vagina um or a vulva or you know a penis because i think that when you can start children off on the right path you know yeah. age appropriate absolutely messages on the right path then when they do start to be curious about their bodies or about you know, their siblings' bodies, right? Because, I mean, honestly, all of that stuff starts in the home. You know, yes. if, you have, if you have children who are, you know, multiple genders, so maybe you have a child that has a penis, maybe you have a child that has 
you know, a vulva and a vagina and a uterus, you know, and they're going to be like, oh, you know, mine looks different from theirs. What is that? You know, yeah. and that's a perfect opportunity to sort of educate them at that age to say, okay, you have this and, you know, your sibling has that yeah. and boundaries means that you don't touch their genitals and they don't touch yours. You know, um, if you touch your own genitals, you need to do that, you know, in a private space, yes. um, you know, and, and just kind of like teach them early, you know, don't tell them, you know, your, your, you know, your, your brother came from, you know, Kroger or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, no, you're, you're or, or, your, or, your, or your belly button. They came, they came out of my belly button. No, exactly. no. like they grew in my belly, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they, you know, mommy and daddy, you know, love each other. And, and we did X, Y, and Z, you know, yeah. and then they came out of mommy's vagina, you yep. know? Yep. Um, I think that that is perfectly okay yes. to, to tell children because, you know, especially when they go through puberty, they don't have all these mixed messages that now no. they're trying to put together no. about, you know, where and is all this of whole our early you know? on experiences and what we've heard from our friends or what we think that we know from television or the music because the music is a huge influence we take that into adulthood and then we don't know what we're doing so it exactly. starts young it starts young and in the home absolutely. like you said absolutely and I think that that is also a way to kind of combat some of the messages that 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 children do hear from music and um from um, the media, because the reality is, is that these artists, you know, they're not making music for children. They're making yeah. music for adults. They're making music for people who, you know, are able to give consent and know what they're doing as far as decision making. They're not intentionally making songs for little kids. Right. But little kids get access to their music Definitely. and then, you know, are, are wondering what this what this means, you know, so. So, you know, I, um, you know, I was, I, I wrote an article recently um, and I talked about women in pleasure, you know, based off of WAP, you know, it's a play on the, on the letters. And I talk yes. about how parents, you know, they, they may be upset if their child is getting sexual education messages from the media more than they're getting yes. at home. But, but I mean, there's no, there's no reason why that should happen if they're not giving messages be mad if your no. child gets messages from some other source they're interested yeah sit them down and talk about it you know um but you know to kind of pull that back to pleasure I think that if people are not getting messages you know in a healthy environment whether it's yes. at home or whatever then they the only messages they hear are the ones that they receive elsewhere. And so yeah. if the message is always to please your partner, you know, cause there's tons of, there's tons of male artists that put out songs about what they want. So if there, if there's more messages about what, what a male partner, for instance, wants, and you want to have a male partner, then your only message is, okay, this is what he wants. So I need to do X, Y, and Z. I, my body needs to look like this. Yes, I need to, perform you know in yes. this way because that is how I'm going to you know receive from this person when in reality um you know everybody wants to receive love and attention but that is not the way that is not the only way I should say to yeah. go about it um is is by performing by doing x y and z for this person and 
and not feeling comfortable enough to say, well, hold on. I'm doing all this for you, but what am I getting in return? Yes. Relationships have to be mutually beneficial. They can't be one-sided because that's not a relation. That's not a healthy. So you say that, Ashley, and something else pops in my mind, which I'm so excited. (laughs) You're sparking all of these things. I remember early on, um, an aunt had said, I got to go home. I got to go have sex with my husband. And I'm like, and I, I don't know. I, I think I was shocked at that comment because I'm like, well, don't you want to have sex? And this is, you know, early on. But I mean, I knew what sex was, but I don't think that I was partaking in it at this particular time. But that comment stuck with me because then it was like, it's a chore. Let me go home and have sex with my husband. And, and, and I'm thinking, you don't want to. So what are you doing? Are you into it? Are you participating? You know, are you getting pleased? And so just understanding that, you know, you can get pleasured and enjoy it. And so can your partner. So it's not something that you're doing just to give. You should also receive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, different generations have different. Oh, um, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember when I was in my PhD program, I read this book. Um, for a class and it was about um, heterosexuality I don't remember the name of the book okay but the point of the book was explaining like how we got from you know early times of where women were basically like property of men you know they were they were you know they're they belonged to their family yes you know they were daughters and when they left their home to be a wife they left their father's um, I guess ownership mm-hmm. and they were sort of like handed over to their spouse and at that time what that meant was you know you have my last name you're my daughter you know kind of like that what goes on in my house you're going to live by my rules type of yeah. thing and then now that you you know are a wife and you know you live by kind of like your husband's rules And it was almost like, you know, you went from being property of one person to being property of another. Yes. And now we've sort of um, evolved, you know, where women, you know, and again, with media and things like that, where women are, you know, more independent and women now able to be, you know, career women and they can, you know, be breadwinners and things like that. And it's kind of taking um, a little bit of a shift from the traditional like you stay at home, you cook, yeah. you clean, you have sex with me, we have children, and that's it. And yeah. so from that perspective, it's like, well, you know, I think historically, if if that was women's role, then they were having sex to, you know, procreate, have more children, or they were having sex to please their husband because their husband wanted to have sex. And I think yes. we've shifted to this place now of, you know, women can ask their partners for sex and women can say, I, you know, don't want to just have sex to have children. I want to have sex because I like it, because it feels good, because I enjoy it and I enjoy it with you. And, you know, I think that that's a really good point to bring up is that, you know, our parents, our grandparents, their views are different about sex. Yeah. Because those were the messages that were out for yeah, them. appropriate for that time. Yeah. And, and that mm-hmm. has changed, you know, the sexual revolution happened in the, you know, sixties and seventies and, you know, things, 
things started to change and people started to, you know, become a little bit more sexually liberated. Yes. Um, you know, women started so, to shave yeah. their vaginas because, Absolutely. because of, let me t- <laughs> that started, honestly, that whole wave of, you know, shaving or waxing pubic hair started with Hugh Hefner and the play, you know, the playboy bunnies and, and, and all of that, because in those magazines, um, the women, you know, were, were, were shaven. They were, yeah. they were very bare and, you know, if if your partner or even you had a subscription and you would see these bodies, you know, fully shaven, and that was men and women, you know, fully shaven, clean, waxed, whatever, it became like the desired look. Yes. And so people are like, well, I want to look like that because if all of the women in these magazines look like that and so many men have subscriptions to these magazines, then that must be what they want that must be what they desire so maybe I should you know go through that process painful process to yes. look that yes. way um yes. and I would I would even say that you know we don't have we can we can we can change that narrative you know if if you want to have a clean um you know cut or a bare vulva or or you know all of that stuff then that's your prerogative. And if yes. you like to have pubic hair, that's your Go prerogative. Go for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and your partner should not dictate to you what your vulva should look like. You know, that is your body. Yes. You dictate that. And they have to adjust or keep it moving, you know? Yes. <laughs> and I think that we, in this topic, starting off with sexual agency and pleasure, as you all can see, we can find, you know, different avenues to go. There's so much that we can talk about. There's so much to share. There's so much information out there for you to know about your bodies and to be more aware. And so you are experiencing a healthy sexual experience um, with yourself or with someone else. So I want to thank my co-host, Dr. (laughs) Ashley Towns, Um, for joining us on Her After Dark, which is a spinoff from the Be Her brand. Um, And you can find Be Her brand on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also the website is BeHerBrand.com. Dr. Towns has, um, Ashley has some, we have more topics that um, we're going to share Definitely. Yes. So we have been getting topics and we have been discussing topics with each other about things that we want to talk about or things that, you know, we feel like are important to discuss. Um, But feel free, you know, let us know what you want to hear about. Um, Contact us. I'm on Instagram at um, dr.ashleytowns and um, you can submit questions to... um, the Be Her brand um, Instagram or my Instagram or Bianca's Instagram, you know, um, let us know what you're interested in. What topics do you want us to dive deep into? Um, we have, you know, our own perspectives as, as women, but then also I can provide, you know, some additional professional um, perspectives to these topics. And we want to, we want to hear from you. You know, we want this to be something that is beneficial to you. So please, let us know. 
um, what you want to hear about, and then stay tuned to hear your topic. Yes. We can't wait to hear from you. Please. And my Instagram is Elliot underscore Miss B. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Until next time, her after dark. If you